Hi, I'm Zora Chase, and you're listening to Small to Scaled, the podcast that explores how accomplished business leaders went from vision to venture. In these conversations, you'll hear about their experiences and take away some practical wisdom that might help your business scale to whatever size fits. This show is all about how to take your knowledge, talents, and dreams and make them into something fruitful. I am thrilled to introduce you to today's guest, Dr. Deborah Muth, who's accomplished her venture in the field of medicine. Dr. Deb took her expertise in health and wellness and formulated a functional medical practice that can generate $15,000 a day. You heard that, that small to scaled talk here, (laughs) right here, you heard it here. At the center of this, um, she's a caregiver and a healer. She has spent the last 20 years helping people solve chronic health issues related to hormones, Lyme disease, chronic infection, and more. She's highly sought after as a lecturer, an author, and a trainer. And she'll do anything um, from talking about hormones, detoxification, to spiritual living. So I'm. this is all, all stuff I'm interested in and, and highly excited about. So Dr. Deb, welcome to our show today. I'm so glad you carved out some time to share your learnings with our listeners. Oh, thank you for having me. It's a pleasure to be here and share. It's been a wild journey, so it's always nice to share because I'm sure others have lived a wild journey in this world too. (laughs) Yeah, and what I like about um, what you are offering is not just your expertise in the field of medicine, but you're actually going to be teaching people how to run a a center, a health center like, like you have, very fruitful practice. So yes, very useful. So anyway, tell us about your vision that, that, that practice that I'm talking about right now, your coaching service and your, your, uh, teaching is called 15 K a day doc. Did you mm-hmm. always have a dream practice and ha- has it always been 15 K a day? <laughs> of tell course not. <laughs> That's the magic answer, right? Right. Um, So like most healthcare providers, we all kind of start small. And I started that way too. I started with myself and two other docs and um, bought out a practice. And my partner at that time wanted to stay very low key, wanted to stay under the radar, just kind of wanted to be that family country doc. Um, I had a little different passion. I wanted to build something where we could have like-minded practitioners under the same roof, where we could share our expertise and really help clients. The caveat to that was not only to help clients, but it was also to free me up at some point. I wanted to have a practice that was worth selling someday. So after being in practice with those two docs for about 10 years, I started having this vision of creating this facility. Um, I was very naive in the thought that I could just pick up my practice from that business and come over here and start this brand new practice and everything would be smooth just like it was before and it would be magical. Well, it was far from magical, let me tell you. <laughs> you you forget what a 40-year practice with the same people that have worked with you for you know 15 or 20 years runs like mm-hmm. compared to starting a brand new practice and you have all new people and you're starting from scratch. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a very big difference for me. I had the pleasure of bringing some experts with me from that practice that were with us for a long time. So we had that knowledge base, but we had a whole lot of new people and it was a brand new practice. So it was not always pleasant. Mm-hmm. I was not always pleasant. <laughs> <laughs> You know, um, some of the challenges you face are 
how do you do billing? How do you contract with these insurance companies that we've been contracted with for 40 years? You know, now you have to start a new contract. I mean, there's a whole host of complications that go with starting a brand new practice that you don't ever think about. Mm -hmm. Because I think in the medicine world, as a practitioner, we think more about the patients. We don't think so much about business. Mm-hmm. So all those nuances of hiring and firing and the legality of payroll and mm-hmm. where do you get clients from and, and what's legal to market and what's not legal to market and you know how do you set up accounts with all these great uh, nutraceutical companies that we used and lab companies that we used mm-hmm. um, that that was a little bit of a challenge for me like mm-hmm. I, I knew how to do some of it but there's a whole lot brand new and a huge learning curve for me right so how did you go about building your dream team mm. your support staff yeah so it was a major challenge um in five years we went through 15 ways um and that's a lot of employees <laughs> and it was both parties' faults. You know, it, it was us learning how to interview and select the right candidate because as practitioners, we want to give everyone the benefit of the doubt. We want to believe in people. And as I was doing interviewing, I always kind of went for the underdog and thought, well, I can help this person grow. I can help them be who they want to be. Don't make that mistake if you're listening. <laughs> you know, go for that A team member. Um, so it took us a little while to get our, our wits about interviewing and how to pick good candidates. And what did we really need? Like we didn't even know at the time what we were looking for in a candidate. And then we'd hire somebody and hope they knew something. And then when we couldn't tell them what we wanted and they didn't know what to do, it was a bad situation for all of us. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also learned to hire quick and fire fast thinking that you're going to fix the problem is like thinking you're going to change your lover. It doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't happen. Um, so I sought out the expertise of other coaches to help me learn how to be a leader, how to be a good leader. Um, because as practitioners, we know how to lead our patients and give them direction as to what to do. But being a leader in your practice is so different. Um, so I sought out the expertise of so many people to kind of help me along the way, learn the skills that I needed to be that leader, to help encourage my mm-hmm. team to be leaders themselves, right. to not just wait for me to give them direction, but for me to let them come to me with ideas and foster those ideas instead of pushing them down and saying, no, we're not doing that. That's stupid. We tried that. Um, I did a lot of that back in the day. Mm -hmm. And so you learn really hard and um, it's now we've been in practice 11 years. And I would say for the last four years, we have had our dream team. Um, I've held on to people longer than I should have Mm -hmm. um, that we've outgrown and that people that were making my practice more of a negative experience for my Mm -hmm. clients instead of a positive experience. But I had a personal relationship with them and and really cared about them personally, but they weren't doing the best interest for the practice. And that was hard for me to let some of those people go mm-hmm. because they were friends. And in small practices, they become family. Yeah. So I made hard decisions. And since I made those hard, hard decisions, we now have an amazing team, one that can run the practice without me being there. 
which is key, right? That's how we all want to be. Um, they pick out problems and they deal with them or they go to the right person to help them deal with them instead of dumping everything in my lap and saying, here, fix this. I'm going back to work and I don't care. Right. Oh my gosh. Um, I'm going to one day have a podcast episode that is just the common thread of everybody <laughs> I have interviewed on this podcast so far that's in a position like yours as a business owner. And one of the things mm -hmm. I hear most frequently is hire fast, fire fast. And, um, and move on and, yeah. and and you can't get too attached. And I think if you get good at that, then you know what you are looking for. And like you said, you can, can secure and, and secure a team that is your dream team after all those trial, the trial and error. But uh, yeah, absolutely. You know, I think the other thing that's made my dream team, my dream team now is mm -hmm. I invest in my dream team. So I invest in myself. I do a lot of coaching. I am always working to better myself, mm -hmm. but I didn't think it was important to invest in my team. And that was a huge mistake. And, and actually investing in your team before they're your dream team could be a financial disaster for you. Just waste a lot of money. Right. But once you have your dream team, invest in those people so that they grow. Because as they grow, your business grows faster. And then they can take on more things that you don't have to do. Now, I'm, I'm very quick to invest in my team um, because I know how much value they're going to bring to the table with that. Right. Especially when, when they beefed up their loyalty to you, feeling mm -hmm. empowered by you're making them empowered instead of just employees. Mm -hmm. um, exactly. You've got a coaching program that you've established called 15K a Day Doc. And I think if you want to plug the website, it's 15kadaydoc.com, right? Correct. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, is that part of the training where you are teaching about who to hire and, and how to get your team together? Absolutely. So we mm -hmm. teach in that program how to create your dream team. We give you all of our policies, procedures, all our protocols, both on the business side and on the medical side that we've used to build our 15K a day practice over the last 12 years, 11, 12 years. Um, we've cut out a lot of the fluff. So we give it all to you. You can use what you want. You can tweak what you want. Um, it's basically a clinic in a box, so to speak. It's everything you need to get started. We do one-on-one -on -one coaching in that program as well. So you can meet with myself. You get the opportunity to meet with my team. So my leadership team, my office manager, my clinical manager, they will help you mm -hmm. set up everything that you need to set up in your clinic mm -hmm. um, so that you have the foundation to build a 15K a day practice or whatever financial practice you want. You know, not everybody wants a 15K a day practice, mm -hmm. but maybe you just want a $4,000 a day practice. Mm -hmm. We can do that on any scale, but the key is to have some structure in place and so that your employees know the structure and they actually utilize some of that structure as well. Right. Well, there might be people listening that aren't in the medical field. Do you have to be a doctor to um, start a medical practice? I'm just curious. Like, <laughs> what, what, what credentials? I mean, you're credentialed yeah. as a naturopathic doctor and certified mm -hmm. anti aging specialist and Lyme literate practitioner, um, women's health insurance, I mean, insurance mm -hmm. practitioner, sorry, nurse practitioner. Mm -hmm. You've got all the credentials. Wh who, who else can do this? 
Yeah. Actually, you do not have to have a medical license to own a clinic. Mm -hmm. Um, In some states, and like in our state, one of your owners has to hold a medical license in the state of some kind. Now that could be a massage license, an acupuncture license. You could have a a medical assistant license. You can have a nurse Mm -hmm. license. Somebody in the ownership of the company needs to have a license but okay. somebody that owns something like a, um, say a blind company, you know, where they put up mm-hmm. blinds, yeah. they can co-own that practice with you. So it doesn't have to just be medical practitioners that own a practice like this. You can own it and you can manage the practitioners. So if you don't want to actually see clients, whether you have a license or not, still say you don't want to see clients anymore, but you mm-hmm. want the in because a practice like this is good money you can simply own the practice and manage the people that work for you. Okay. Well, that, that, uh, that makes a lot of sense. It opens it up for quite a lot of people. I always think of, you know, do doctors want to be entrepreneurs? And I, I mm-hmm. think the way the insurance system is these days, um, you know, the answer is yes, because, you know, they've studied really hard and invested a lot and are, are probably um, up to their ears in uh, loans uh, for medical school and whatnot. And yeah, um, what you know they're not getting tell me about the insurance piece like is that something that <laughs> is a oh, game stopper <laughs> it is the insurance piece can be a nightmare for us on both conventional and integrative medicine side so mm-hmm. the insurance company is there to make money for themselves not to pay us at any opportunity that they have to deny a claim so that they don't have to pay they will do that I love to use this analogy. You work, walk into the grocery store, fill your cart full of groceries, walk up to the cashier and say, I'm going to pay you a fourth of what all of this costs, but I'm walking out the door with everything in this basket. That's what insurance does to us as practitioners. We are also the only industry from the insurance standpoint that does not get a raise every year. We actually get declined in our reimbursement. Our reimbursement has gone down every year for the last 20 years, um, which is a challenge, right? Because Mm -hmm. all of our expenses go up, but if our reimbursement goes Mm -hmm. down, that forces us to have to see more people. And then when it forces us to see more people, we don't give the quality of care that we'd like to give. Mm -hmm. And so you're that position with insurance companies oftentimes. Um, Insurance companies often can say to you, you know what, I don't think this test you ordered is medically necessary, so we're not going to pay you for it, even though you did it and you have costs associated to it, we're not going to pay you. But guess what? Mm -hmm. You don't get to bill the patient either for it because we've decided it's not medically necessary. So nobody has to pay for it except the doctor themselves. So when people get upset that their doctors don't order tests, Oftentimes, that's why they don't want to get stuck paying the bill for a test that insurance says isn't necessary. So if you can have a cash practice or even have a hybrid where you have some cash and some insurance, Mm -hmm. it is a better way of practicing because you get paid up front, you get paid Mm -hmm. for the services that you do, and the patient gets to choose what they want to pay for and what they don't want to pay for. And it's a win-win for everybody then. So you are are helping um, people establish more of a cash practice? Is that part of mm-hmm. what you do? 
Yes, that is part of what we do. We will help you establish a cash practice. We'll show you how to get out of networks if you're in them, because there's kind of a unique way of getting out of them. And we teach that in one of our webinars that we do as well. But there's a process in getting out. We teach you how to evaluate what's a good insurance company to stay in. Like some insurance companies are good. They pay you well. They don't bother you. They pay for everything. They don't question things. And other insurance companies are just a nightmare. You're fighting for every dime you get. And by the time you pay your biller to go through everything, you didn't really make any money anyway. So we teach you how to evaluate those things with your insurance company so you know which ones would be good for your business, which ones would not. And more so, how many patients do you have in your practice in a particular network? Because if you have a 1,000 people in a network or you have five in a network, well, dropping the one that has five is no big deal, but dropping that one that has a thousand could really significantly impact your practice if you don't do it right. Right. Oh my gosh. So that's part of your systematic um, advice on how to establish mm-hmm. a practice and what the system is. Um, so, so we've covered um, your dream team, your your um, you know how to how to get your practice more into a cash flow basis and um, and licensing and who can do this this kind of a thing um, and then there's the branding. I mean, you are the face yes. of this brand. You are uh, you know on the lecture circuit. You've authored mm-hmm. books. You've got a podcast. Let's talk wellness. Plug, plug with um, like over 120 episodes and um, thousands of downloads. Um, what about if you're starting your practice? How would you suggest um, to market and establish a brand? What's the best? I would say this don't market your business or brand your business solely around you. Um, and the reason I say that is you want to brand your business, not you. Because when you want to exit your practice someday, You want that business to be worth a lot of money. It's worth more money if it can function without you. So if you're completely the face of the practice, your your business isn't worth as much unless you can transition it so that people come to the practice, not come to just see you. And that's one of the things that we started working on several years ago with my clinic practice is starting to brand the practice itself, not just me as the expert. In 15K a day, it's a little bit different. I have branded that solely by myself at this point. Um, We'll change that at some point as well. But Mm -hmm. I would say brand your business, don't brand you, unless you're thinking you're never going to exit. But honestly, people, you're going to exit someday. Mm -hmm. And and there are people that can sell their brand with their name and everything else, but it is a little bit more of a challenge when you're trying to do that. And the value of your business can go down as a result of that as well. Okay. That sounds fair. And it, when I see something say online and it's it's branded as a business rather than as, as an individual, it does feel, give a bigger feel. There's only a few people that could pull off the individual piece, you know, Eckhart mm-hmm. Tolle or something like that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Dave Ramsey, right? <laughs> right. Exactly. Dave Ramsey, exactly. Um, but most of us, you know, just see, we, we want to see that there's a, a larger picture and a backbone to um, the business. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Okay. Well, um, that pretty much wraps up most of my questions. Is there anything I didn't ask that you'd want me to um, share with the audience? I would just share this. You know, if you're sitting there thinking there's no possible way I can do 15K a day in my practice, you can. I felt that way too. Mm -hmm. Can you do it by yourself? 
maybe it's harder to do it solely if you're the only person in the practice. Can you do it with a team? Absolutely. Does it provide you freedom? Absolutely. In so many ways, financial freedom, personal freedom. There's just so many benefits when your business can make that kind of money with or without you in the practice that you should at least explore the opportunity of building a practice that's sustainable without you. Well, I think that's great. I definitely think it's something to explore and people who are interested in building a business, this is one way to go. And, um, you know, whether you're licensed or whether you can, um, you know, connect with someone who is licensed and get it going together, um, it's absolutely worth um, a a look at. and that's it thank you for um being on our show today i really appreciate it oh and thank to you our, for having me <laughs> and to our audience thank you for listening to our podcast this is part of our regular series that shares perspectives of business leaders and entrepreneurs on how a vision can become a venture and your dream job it was created um, by me with my vision to venture and day job chasing nectar digital solutions we help businesses scale And one thing I want to ask, how do I find out about 15K a day, doctor, just online, 15kaday.com? Absolutely. 15kaday.com. There's also a social page, 15kaday.com or Facebook. Um, And we also have a private group so that we can talk about the pains of running a practice together privately where people don't see that. And we're also having our very first two-day retreat in August at my clinic in Waukesha, where you can come see our practice, meet our team, see the equipment we use, talk to amazing partners that I have had in building my practice over the years. So you can also attend that event. Just reach out and we're happy to send that information to you. Okay, that sounds great. And I will put that in the show notes for anybody listening and needs that information. Um, Thank you. And that's it. Thanks for being on Small to Scaled and keep your vision moving into your venture, everybody. Take care.